0: Welcome to the dangling conversation I'm here with Ben Plotkin and he runs the Instagram account explore Cincinnati um, Ben thank you so much for being willing to meet up with a total stranger in a park <laughs> I really appreciate that
1: I appreciate you inviting me on
0: so your account has almost 600 sorry 6,000 followers and um, how long have you been doing this account? And also, do you want to kind of explain what the concept is? Yes. So that's a that's a good question. So as you said, I'm creeping up
1: on 6,000 followers, which is honestly something I, I didn't expect when I started this account. So if you go on Instagram, the account is at explore.cincinnati. And I started this account a little bit over two years ago. And it was during the, the height of COVID when during my freshman year of college, all of us got sent home. Due to the pandemic and me, just like the rest of the college students in America, we're chilling at home, bored, watching TV and doing homework here and there. And just the mix of curiosity and boredom made me want to start something new. So I started the Explore Sandy account as kind of like a joke. So okay. me and my little brother, we uh, one night we were out to dinner with our family and we were just talking about business ideas and cool business names, just you know, as any other brothers would do and uh he kind of tuned out of the conversation and i came up with the name explore cincinnati or explore.cincinnati and when i looked it up on instagram no one had that domain so i was like i'm just gonna make it you know i might do something with it later so fast forward to pandemic days it was my time so <laughs> okay uh wait so you already had that i did i did but i never pocket. used it it was like you know like a kevin durant burner account type of thing <laughs> like, That's, that's how, yeah that's what it was yeah like,
0: i never used it but were you liking your own posts with it? Oh, yeah. It was like to <laughs> boost, boost my algorithm and stuff. Like
1: I post once every like half year on my personal account, but it was the boost algorithm on that.
0: Yeah. 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 No, that's really cool. So wait. So you wanted to do it during the pandemic. Was it one of those things of like when the pandemic was about to end? You're like as soon as like everything lets back out or were you kind of seeing what you could do in the midst of lockdown? So
1: it was the height of lockdown. Coincidentally at the time my mom gifted me her old camera and I have no photography experience at all at this time And I'm like I got I got nothing to lose, you know, let me just go out and take some photos So me and my girlfriend went out to a neighborhood on the east side of Cincinnati called Columbia Tusculum These really nice colorful houses It's I think the closest thing we have here to like a San Francisco type of neighborhood. Yeah So I went there and took some photos and I really didn't know how to use a camera. I would just like click the button and take the photo for me, and I'll deal with it later. So yeah. that was my mindset. So I eventually got some photos of Columbia, Tusculum, Marymont, which is a nearby neighborhood. Downloaded those. I didn't even edit them, but I, I posted them on my account. And right off the bat, I was doing decent for an account that just started out. You know, photography yeah. had a lot of friends that supported me, people that went to my high school that, went to uc with me they they started following the page and i noticed i was getting a decent following off the bat and i was like cool i should probably get better at photography and, and learn more about cincinnati okay so what started as a photography account slash just me trying something new i it quickly turned into me just becoming more interested in the history of cincinnati mm. and the businesses we have here and just the attractions that you may not see on a day-to-day basis so i started becoming more history focus how to write long captions if you go towards my towards the bottom of my account you'll see like i didn't really put any effort into the captions and then i was
0: here i did this thing yeah
1: Yeah. and then i'm writing like essays like mla format type of stuff (laughs) and then site sources yes and then i mentioned this was during the pandemic so i was thinking of ways to grow and at the same time a lot of local businesses were struggling which is just something you really don't want to see it's it's out of their control, and I didn't have millions of dollars to donate to help these local businesses, so I said, you know what, let me just use the little platform I have to do what I can and feature some businesses for free to to help them during these tough times, and the first business I featured was Cincinnati Red Bike. They're a bike share company that caters towards the population of Cincinnati that can't afford day-to-day transportation, helps them get around the city and, and get on their feet, so I... I had experience doing projects for them in the past for school. And I, the way I approached this is I just went and took photos of a little bike station. They had on, uh, on the riverfront. I didn't even tell red bike. I was doing (laughs) this. I posted it thinking like, Ooh, this would be a good surprise for them. Well, not so surprisingly, they didn't really notice it, but I personally, my first business and I got to experience, you know, doing the research, writing a caption and putting it out there for the world. So, The next couple of businesses, I I did a little bit more preparation. I'd reach out to the owners or I'd I'd call the business before and let them know, say, hey, my name is Ben. And I'd lie. I'd say that I'm doing this for like a school project or, (laughs) you know, me and my buddies are doing this thing. Wait, why would you lie? Is it just not, it does not feel cool to be like, I have an Instagram account. (laughs) Yeah, I got, I got 30 followers. You know, let me, let me just come (laughs) in and get some. Yeah. So (laughs) I didn't want to be that type of guy. Yeah. But. And I was also not the most confident person, so I felt like I needed a legit reason, or at least come off as having a legit reason, before I could go into someone's establishment and do business with them, if you will. Yeah. So that went on for a couple of months, and then I reached a couple of thousand followers, 1,000 followers, 2,000 followers, around that amount, and then it got to the point where, you know, I can identify myself as the creator of Explore.Cincinnati, and I, I have sort of you know quote-unquote street creds I don't know if that's what you call it (laughs) but I can tell I can be honest with businesses and and tell them what I'm what my what my goals are right you have a platform yes yes so for the past year and a half or so I've been featuring one business every two weeks and I'm very strict on myself for you know having a posting schedule where okay once every two Tuesdays a business is going up on my page if it's Tuesday at 5 p.m., I don't have photos and I don't have a caption yet. Well, it looks like I'm dropping what I'm doing and going to a business. So, okay. it's uh, some people ask, you know, why are you so hard on yourself? Just like posting on Wednesday, no one cares. And like the reality is, yeah, no one really does. It's social media, but it's a personal w- thing. Yes. The way I function is if I don't have these boundaries or these these things on my schedule, I'm not going to get to them. I'm just going to, yeah. you
0: know, watch TV and, and eat a burger or something like that. So, <laughs> <laughs> So, do you have kind of the internal pressure to make the quality, like, people are kind of loose with the word content creator. Yeah. When people, and kind of people are ready to, like, claim that, like, oh, I'm a content creator, and they, like, do infographics or PowerPoints. Yeah. But you are making content. You have a social media platform. Do you have a pressure on yourself to make it quality? So, if you go, like, for example, if you go to a business... And it's like you had this perception of like, oh, like this is going to be a great experience. And then you're like, oh, kind of (laughs) mid. Do you have like this conflict within you or?
1: Yeah, so that's a good question. So I would say, sure, there's pressure, but it's not coming from anyone else besides myself. Right. It's going out on social media, which it's like it's not like a life or death type of thing, you know. People can ignore your content. They can unfollow you. They can do whatever they like. They, it's America. They got freedom to do whatever they want. Right. But for me, myself, if I'm creating something, I want it to be the best it possibly can be. I want to learn from my mistakes. Yeah. And I want to be better each and every time. So, I d- like I said before, I don't charge the businesses. I do it just so that you know. I can do something to help. Yeah. I, like I said before, I don't have millions to donate, but yeah, it, it made me feel better helping a business in any way could. If I go to a business and the quality isn't, you know, up to their standards, it's fine. They didn't have to pay for it. They just had to waste an hour talking to some random kid, you know. Yeah. But thankfully, that hasn't been the case at all. So
0: do you do interviews with them where you kind of like talk to the business owner? Or is it usually just like you walk in, say hi, and then explain the concept? And they're like, oh, OK, cool. Hopefully it, we meet your standard.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit of both. So the past 10 or so businesses I featured, it's been a lot more. Structured learn from my mistakes, you know, I schedule it beforehand making sure it's a interview where the owner or one of the managers Has time to talk with me and really Really get to tell me their story the history of their business and what their plans are for the future before I I would have I would get used to just walking to a business and saying hey, I have this Instagram page and feature local businesses would you be interested in being featured yeah and then that would kind of spur other conversations but um from my experience experiences I realized that it's not the most efficient way to do that and you know you may be coming on the wrong day business center may be really busy not expecting you so it's important to schedule it beforehand have people turned you down yes I I don't remember the exact businesses but I remember in the past like I was either ghosted or or turned down, and like at the time I was like, "Dang, how could they do this?" Like <laughs> all I wanted to do was help, but then you you realize it's like you cannot expect people to treat you the way that you know you expected them to treat you. They have their own life, and they're not necessarily wrong. They might be really busy with what they're doing, and they don't have time for some stranger saying, "Hey, can I walk into your business and use an hour of your time to do this and that?" Yeah. So I I've learned to respect that I learned not to take it personal at all and that that makes my life a lot more stress-free, you know, if I get ghosted by anyone whether it's a business, you know, or like a job I'm applying to or whatever it may be, it's just like, all right, on to
0: the next one, nothing
1: lost. Yeah.
0: So you said you have a strict uploading schedule for the business posts, which is every other Tuesday. Um, what do you kind of do in between that? Do you have a schedule for that?
1: Yes. So in between, I say every every two weeks, it's bounded by those Tuesdays. Every two weeks, I'm posting two attractions or historical, like a total of two either attraction or historical site within that interval. And then on the
0: Tuesdays, every other Tuesday, it's a business going up. Do you? How do you find the spots? So That's something I've been really curious yeah, about.
1: Yeah. So a lot of people ask me this question, and it's like, this is the most nerdy answer you're going to get, is I spend hours looking at a map. Like, when I'm bored, I just open Google Maps or Apple Maps, and I just, like, zoom in on streets. If there's a body of water somewhere, I'll look around it, and if I see, you know, little origins popping up of businesses around the area, I was like, all right, something's going on there, so I'll go check it out. Yeah. Or if there's a street that's busy or, you know, some green space that signifies a park, I'll go check it out. And, like, nine times out of ten, it's something cool, something that I can write about and research the history about. There was one place, it's called King's Records. You can see it Yeah. Driving o- yeah, yeah. So driving off of seventy one growing up, I always looked at that and I was like, That's a dump. That just looks like a red trash can sitting on the side of the highway. Yeah. Why don't they just tear it down, you know? And then you do the research on it and you find out that has significance, you know? Yeah. And it needs to it needs the attention that it deserves and people need to know about this rich history in Cincinnati. So you get a new perspective on these things that people may title as looking trashy or run down or you need to move on to the next thing
0: yeah well like even otr um i i had met a guy when we were talking about just like he he'd grown up in the right outside of otr and he's like yeah whenever i was living there it was the second most dangerous neighborhood in america yeah and now it's like gentrified which like for better or for worse that's a different conversation yeah but like to see how much nightlife there is, how much culture, just like the murals, the, uh, what's the light show? Is it light up Cincinnati? It's a,
1: uh, there's blink, which blink, has been happening. I is. think
0: happened twice or three times so far, which was really cool. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy to see how much just in our lifetimes like that stuff is. Cause growing up, I didn't, I didn't go to OTR at yeah. all. Um, yeah. But have businesses ever reached out to you like proactively? Yes.
1: So I'd say like, one out of every four or five businesses they reach out to me okay. and i'm more than happy to feature them if they if they got something they're passionate about they have a story that they want to tell them all for featuring that and giving yeah. them a platform other than their own social media accounts so that's been great there's there's a lot of businesses that like i wouldn't have visited if they wouldn't have reached out to me so for example you look at my physique you not you might not look at me and say that guy does yoga, you know, <laughs> and I don't. But this <laughs> yoga studio in Clifton called Hugh Yoga reached out to me. Mm-hmm. The owner is super nice. She she invited me down for a class, and I came down there twice, and, and she told me about the, the her story, history of her business, how she got started, and that was, like, the coolest thing. Yeah. So it's just experiences like that. Just, you wouldn't expect it in your day-to-day life, but it just happens. Yeah. And that's, like, the coolest thing.
0: Have you maintained, like— have you w- whenever you've like gone back and like visited the businesses more so for pleasure than anything else, do yeah. they recognize you? Yeah, so that's a thing I've struggled with in the past because, like I mentioned
1: before, I used to be a very introverted individual, very shy. nothing's wrong with that, but i I disassociated my my image from my pages image, so I guess you could call me anonymous i was I was just explore Cincinnati, but people didn't really know the person behind it right. I was fine for with that for a while. But then I realized that some businesses that I go to again, they didn't know who the heck I am. I'm just a regular dude coming in. And that's something I learned. Like, you can't take that personal. They see so many people every day. Right. But then I decided, you know, I got to share my face a little bit more often. So when I make a, when I reach a milestone, I post about myself or when a place I feature has some significance towards me, I make sure I add a personal element to the story Uh so that. There is a bit, little bit more of a personal side to it, rather than just like a strict textbook MLA format type of stuff.
0: Yeah. Do you kind of have uh, boundaries for what you're willing to? Because you know the pages explore Cincinnati, but yeah. one of the things I saw that you posted recently was you went to a little town in Indiana. Yeah. Um. Obviously, like that's not Cincinnati, yes. but it's not. It's, you said it was less than an hour away. Yes, yeah,
1: so it was Metamore, Indiana. Okay. Super, have you ever been? No. Super cool town. I yeah. know you said your family's from the Indianapolis area, so it's about, I don't know, maybe an hour from Indianapolis. But it was super cool, small town. Read a lot about it. It's okay. a canal town, so I was like, I'll go check it out. And I was going to say, I'm only going to post about this if it was worth the wiz- worth the visit. Most definitely worth the visit. Okay. I don't think people mind me posting you know, day trip ideas and You know, if they don't like that type of stuff, that's fine. You can follow other people on Instagram. It's a free free country. So I I have no issues posting about things that are, like, three hours or two hours away. But then again, you know, with these gas prices, I'm not really driving all the way (laughs) to, like, Michigan or Tennessee and stuff on a day-to-day basis. So I guess there are boundaries, financial boundaries. (laughs) But in terms of, you know, what I'm willing to post, if there's a story and it ties back to Cincinnati or I can relate it to – spending a day outside of Cincinnati, like, yeah. I, I'm
0: more than willing to do it. Yeah. So, do you have any spots that you have just, like, that you found through this page that you just absolutely love that you would not have found any other way? Yes. So, before
1: I started this page, I've really never been to the East End. Okay. And the East End, if you're unfamiliar with it, it it includes the neighborhoods of, like, East Walnut Hills, Walnut Hills, mm-hmm. Columbia Tuscalum, Hyde Park, all those... Nice neighborhoods, and there a lot of them are on the river. And just that perspective of downtown Cincinnati from that side of the river is stunning. There's a lot of history in the East End, and I would have never known about that. I would have never had the incentive to explore it if I never started this page. So that's something I'm, I'm really thankful about. Yeah, Covington as well. I didn't really go south of the border, if you will, to Kentucky mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, before I started this page. But um, there's a page I follow called Covington Uncovered. And she covers a lot of stuff about Covington that got me excited, and I would have never found that out if I never started this page. So, yeah, a lot of cool little things. Yeah, over the years that that I've noticed that I wouldn't
0: have um,
1: if I did things any other way.
0: Yeah. So, my girlfriend is uh, she's coming in town. She's never been to Cincinnati. Okay. Um, she's coming in town this next weekend. Do you have any good date? just like uh date activities date date eat spots
1: that's a good question you know as a person who has a girlfriend myself i should have <laughs> a, a like an immediate answer to that one does she go with you for, for whenever you many do times yes okay and she she gets the benefits um of you know <laughs> whether it be free food or getting to learn a cool story and I'm oh I'm you guys get free food good. yeah yeah i never <gasps> i never ask but a lot of people are super nice they they value my time as well so that's really cool i do get a free meal here and there so yeah i'm super thankful she's uh, she's comfortable coming with me on on those trips um that's one date idea (laughs) okay (laughs) but another is there's um if you're looking for a fancy restaurant there's a place called fancy expensive it's a little pricey it's not my forte but if you want to go the expensive route there's a restaurant called crown republic in downtown cincinnati edge of the business district and an otr really good spot you like burgers, Zips Cafe in Mount Lookout or Delwood in Mount Lookout, they're both like a two-minute walk from each other. Those are baller. and They, they won't break the budget. They'll like, You'll eat food and you'll still have money to spare, you know? Okay. Um, Now, if you want a little bit of a low-key spot that like, it, do you like fried chicken? Oh, yeah. Does your girlfriend like fried chicken? I would say so. Okay, if she doesn't, then she will after you go to Galactic Fried Chicken. So. Oh, Galac- I thought you were going to say the Eagle. I like the Eagle, but you know, to my surprise, I found out, like, I have nothing against spots that aren't local, but I found that it's not local. You'll find it in every big city around here, yeah. like, in the Midwest. So that that was kind of like, you know, I got to find a local spot that, like, competes with the Eagle or that's better. Yeah. And if you cross the river, there's a small town called Dayton, Kentucky. Okay. Right next to Newport. And they have galactic fried chicken there. Okay. Oh, man, dude, this changed my life. Are you I wa- see? <laughs> yeah, I went to galactic fried chicken, and I took a bite of the chicken, and I... I damn near fainted. Like, really? Uh, so juicy, so so crispy. It's like everything you want. And the atmosphere, it's like, it used to be an old chili diner. So a lot of oh. the decor is like chili oriented, but then they put their own twist on it. It's like, have you watched Breaking Bad by any chance? No, I haven't. That's okay. There's a there's this restaurant called Los Poyos Hermanos. Yeah, in there. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like if that and a chili diner had like a baby. Okay. That's what it would be. And it's like, it's, I can't. I can't put it into words. I can only
0: just, like, imagine i eating
1: it. But, <laughs> yeah, it's so good, man.
0: So do you see yourself in uh,
1: Cincy long term? E- right now, yes. If it you asked me that before I started this account, I'd say probably not. I'd probably get out of Cincinnati and really? see other things. Yes. Because you thought it,
0: there was much to do?
1: Yeah. I was just. I grew up in Westchester, so okay. that's, like, a suburb of Cincinnati, 25 minutes north. And it's a great area to grow up. And live but it's like not much to do besides get like creamy whips or dairy type of stuff (laughs) and yeah go to target but when you go downtown there's just like a whole can of worms that i i opened and they weren't like bad worms they're like good worms you know like gummy worms and (laughs) i i got to explore the city and see all these cool spots that i never imagined would be in cincinnati growing up i didn't know how much history was in cincinnati or how many neighborhoods, 52 neighborhoods, like, oh that wow. might sound basic, or that might sound like a, you know, whatever, but that's 52 different personalities around the city. And yeah. you get to explore each of those and learn more about each of the cultures and the histories of those towns. It's like, I don't think it's anything I'll ever get bored of. Now, maybe, like, 10 years down the road when I explore every single building in the city, I might reevaluate that, but I don't see that happening.
0: Yeah. If you moved, whether that be, like, for a career, whatever, would you try to do... A similar thing like the instant restart ah. the Instagram page I've
1: always yeah I've always wondered that
0: so people have been saying all right like
1: you keep the Explorer Cincinnati thing but are you gonna ex- start explore.columbus or mm. explore.indianapolis stuff like that and the answer to that is no because you know I'm only one of me right I'm, th- I'm the type of guy that's like I don't make much money from this. this is like a passion thing where in the future I'll probably decide to monetize it in some way, but you know I don't have the money or or financial volume to support other people doing that. Yeah. So I would stay just in Cincinnati. Now, if I moved, had no access to Cincinnati, and say I was like in, I don't know, like Albuquerque, New Mexico, middle <laughs> of nowhere type okay. of thing. Yeah, I'd I'd do it. I'd see where it goes, and I could use I could learn from the mistakes I made here. Yeah. To, to do my own thing and kind of play to the passions of people across the United States. So I guess the short answer to that is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do, is the idea of restarting daunting? Because like like, you know, you have almost six thousand followers now. Like that's I would say that's pretty good. Thank you. I appreciate um, that. <laughs> do you and I guess this is an entirely separate question. Do you think if you wouldn't have had that following, you would have continued this to the degree that you have? Or you would have taken it less seriously. So,
1: to answer the question you just asked, yes, I would do it even if I had 200 followers now. Yeah. Maybe I wouldn't be as strict on myself. Like, maybe I'd give myself three weeks of leeway to future business. But it'd still be the same type of structure where I have my schedule. I'm doing my research and all that stuff. Because that's just what I like to do. Yeah. You know, on my free time, I, I don't really party or any of that stuff. That was never really in my scene. So... I eventually found my passion and my niche. And, you know, like I said, if it was like 100 people or 50 people following me, I I'd, I'd still probably do it. You know, at the end of the day, it's just it's just numbers and it's something on the Internet. But this experience, it gave me a lot of confidence and it, it gave me things I can I can talk about in my day to day life that make me, you know, a person of experience and value to others.
0: Yeah. So before we wrap up real quick, top five, top five. Things, places, historical sites in Cincinnati. Just off the top of oh your man. head. Off the top of my head? You can have honorary mentions.
1: So, I'll do two top fives. Top fives in food. Okay. I can give you that. Okay. That's, I don't want to say it's easy, but I got a top five. Okay. okay. So, I mentioned Galactic Fried Chicken earlier. That's a banger. There's this place in Clifton. I live in Clifton right now because I like go to UC. There's this place called Al-Medina. It's a Middle Eastern Lebanese type of deal. Like shawarma's, falafel. Okay. All that stuff. That's like right up my alley. That's top five. If you go around the corner from Al-Medina, you'll find Cincy Steak and Lemonade. Top five. Steak and Lemonade? Yes. I, that's not all they have. Like, the name is deceiving. They have like 30 menu items, but... Oh, my gosh. Steak and Lemonade's on there.
0: <laughs> that's such an interesting combination.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's a classic. Yeah. And, um... I mentioned Delwood earlier. I've only been to Delwood once, but I'm a big burger guy. Okay, my my friends know that I I love a good burger. In the future, I want to open up my own burger restaurant in Cincinnati that pays pays tribute to the Art Deco architecture in Cincinnati and okay. also pays tribute to you know the flavors we have in the area. So
0: wait, talk about that. How how yeah. would you pay tribute to architecture?
1: Yeah. So, are you familiar with Art Deco architecture? No so have you seen union terminal or the crew tower yeah yeah, that yeah kind yeah. of a yes yeah, so growing up i love the architecture i don't know why a lot of people look at it and say you know besides union terminal because that that's a beautiful building but they'll look at an apartment building that's art deco and just drive right by it they're like "What? that's a dump you know whatever yeah. but are you familiar with south beach miami where they have a lot of colorful art deco i know building? the miami vice Jersey's. that type of, yes yes <laughs> that type of vibe just think of that yeah so they have an Art Deco district in South Beach, and I was fortunate enough growing up. My parents would vacation there with me a lot. Okay. Um, over the years, and I I fell in love with that architecture. Driving around the suburbs of Cincinnati, we have a lot of Art Deco apartment buildings. Yeah. And a lot of them need some love. My my plan in the future, and I I don't know how this is going to deal with zoning laws and and things like that, but I'd love to take a Art Deco apartment building and spruce it up, color it like. You know, the ones you see in South Beach. Yeah. Put kind of like a a fast casual or walk-up type of uh, burger joint inside of that. And also have like a mini, or like make the design pay homage to the Art Deco architecture we have in Cincinnati. Because that's something a lot of outsiders think about when they think about Cincinnati. It's the the architecture. Yeah. So that's something I've loved. That's my dream. I, I know we talked about earlier before the podcast, I said I was in business analytics. Yeah. Love that too. But. That's your dream, yeah before before I, I leave, you know, I want to do that in
0: my yeah. life, yeah wait, so this and this is an entirely different question. What makes a good burger to you? Good question, so um, the generic
1: answer is it starts with the meat, so right. you got to have a good 80 20 blend or good fat content, okay, and I'm still deciding whether I, I like the smash root or like the steakhouse thick burger route okay. Burger has to be cooked medium. If you ever mm. cook it, you're disrespecting the meat. You're killing the cow twice. That's true. You can't, you can't do that. So, got to respect the meat. But the bun has got to be like a brioche or a potato bun, something Okay. Something with the... No sesame. Get that out. I, I'm cool with sesame, but... Okay. You know, that's, you know... Yeah, I'm cool with sesame. Okay. But <laughs> from my experiences, I like the brioche or the potato style bun. So... The burger has to do, the the actual meat has to do all the talking. talking. Okay. The other stuff you add has to complement it. Can't take away from it. Right. From my experiences, the best toppings are some type of burger sauce, which is like mayor mustardy based and has a little bit of a sweetness. Yeah. A little bit of spice, you know, if you're into that. Burger patties go on top. You use a white cheese, whether it's white cheddar, Havarti, provolone, something mild that doesn't take away from, a lot of people like American cheese, but I don't know, it's Still tastes like plastic to me. Yeah. Nothing against it, but tastes like plastic to me. <laughs> <laughs> on top of that, you got to add these half-sour pickles. So okay. I grew up in a in a s- household where my parents were from the Soviet Union. So they used to – we still do. We eat a lot of Russian pickles, so they're half-soured. So they're not totally like your traditional pickle. They have a l- little bit of give to them. Yeah. They're incredible. So you cut those really thin, put them on top, make some onion jam. It's like – Sweet, the onions are sweet. They they're not overpowering. It's like perfect. Yeah, just put that on top of the pickles. A little bit more sauce on the top bun. Close it. and You got yourself a burger.
0: Okay, <laughs> so you got this down. You know what you like. I'm a nerd, there's man. Yeah, I I like this type of stuff. So I, this is the problem. I I love burgers, mm-hmm. but I don't order burgers whenever I go out, almost on principle, because they never season the meat. Yeah, I that is that is my. Unless you go to a place where, like, um, I went to uh, West Virginia to the New Angoli River when I was 16, and we went to an incredible burger place called the Secret Sandwich Society. Okay. Um, and it was it was if you're ever out that way, it's a dope visit. They make homemade ketchup, mm-hmm. so it was like the first time I'd experienced anything other than like Heinz. So that made everything just automatically like
1: that's so cool. This man. is
0: different. But, um, like, like, whenever I'm at a place like that, I'm like, I know this is going to be a good burger. Yeah. I don't have to worry about it. But, like, most of the time whenever I'm going out, like, if I'm with my family or something, I just know, I'm like, this place, I can tell. There's not going to be any seasoning to the burger, so it's just going to be the meat flavor. And I don't like that. I don't like so, that at all.
1: So, uh, this is a little bit of R&D on my part. So, okay. what are you looking for in seasoning on a burger?
0: So, I... My my mom my mom's burgers are like they're (laughs) schmacking bro. Mom's burgers always like they're and like I know that's a cop out because like it's homemade cooking but it's it's usually we we have a trigger we like smoke our burgers. Do you have a trigger?
1: I don't. I I cook them on a pan with a thin layer of oil. Get the get the sear on them on both sides. Yeah. Cooking enough to where you know safe to eat, but you're still gonna not murder the cow again. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. That type of thing,
0: but. Yeah. Try well, that's another nice. thing like whenever you're eating out they do murder the cow. They do. If yeah. If it's not a good place. They do um, murder it. Yeah. And then there's also like so in terms of flavor, I want to make sure like the meat flavor is there, but that's not that's not the only thing I'm tasting. Yeah. I'm able to like like it's accentuated by whether that be like um I, people have different opinions on five guys. I like the Five Guys fry sauce, mm-hmm. and that kind of gets me over the fact, like, you know, even though the meat is kind of whatever, I like that sauce flavor. So It that makes kind up of, for the insecurities it, that the beef may have. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know if that answers your question, no, but like, no, that's what I look does.
1: for. definitely does. Is there a place in Cincinnati that you've eaten, or the, any site that you've visited that you're like, dang, this is cool? For burgers? Anything, and it could be burgers since we're on the topic. But anything. Have you been to Two Cities Pizza? I live actually like three. Mi- my family lives like three minutes from Two Cities. Really? I've been there once. The bathrooms dope. The bathrooms the dope. The
0: bathrooms cool. So I, for this is like an odd connection, but the owner of the restaurant's father, runs a ministry at the school I go to. Really. And so like uh, like um, I was wearing. I actually was wearing a Victor Oladipo jersey. <laughs> around campus or whatever and he starts making conversation with me because they're from indiana and then he finds out i'm from cincinnati he's like oh do you know two cities it's like my best friend literally lives up the street from it we walk over there he's like my son owns that oh wow! so they just opened a second location in atlanta yeah yeah i was gonna
1: say they were opening something in georgia i
0: didn't know if they did it yet yeah that's that's so cool yeah so i like part of that is like the family connection like i love i love two cities for that um I'm also poor, so I like try not to eat out a ton. Same I'm I'm on a budget too. Yeah. yeah. I Do you have to budget for that? Do you do you have like a selection? Yeah, so at like the height
1: of the growth of my page, say my sophomore year of college, I had three different jobs. So oh I man. was like I was a busy man. You're on the grind. But I was I was raking it in, if yeah. you will. <laughs> not I mean not relatively, like in my circumstances I could say I was As a college in. student. Yeah, as a college student. Yeah. But yeah, that like I invested it into like the businesses I featured and as I said like a lot of times I'd get complimentary things or or free things but yeah I had no issue paying for my my own things thankfully.
0: Yeah. Um so back to the top 5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- that was number 3. You were talking about a burger place. Um I said Delwood and Delwood Lookout. Uh I think you'd said Steak and Lemonade. Yes. Yeah, okay. So Four five.
1: Yes, so two more. These are always a toss-up because we, we have so many good places in Cincinnati. There was a place called Boombox Buns in Ever the Rhine. They do bow buns. Oh, yeah, yeah. They unfortunately went out of business just mm. because, you know, rising costs of supplies, all that's out of their control. But that was, like, top five spot. When I first found out about Boombox, my friend, his name's Akam, he put me on. Uh, we went to Boombox, and— I think I went, like, three more times in that same week. I was Are like, you serious? I uh, got to get it. Yeah. 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 So that was, like, that was incredible. The fourth one, this one's, like, this one's nostalgic for me. So it's this place called Artemis Bistro in Montgomery, okay. Old Montgomery. And it's a Mediterranean restaurant. Um, my family's known the owner for a long time. He he used to run a restaurant in, in Westchester uh, that my family would go to. I don't want to name the restaurant that he worked at because – he doesn't have a good relationship in th- there okay, anymore. But okay. he would go above and beyond. So my brother, he has a gluten allergy and they didn't have anything gluten free on the menu, but he'd go across the street to Meyer, make something from scratch for him and say, You got something to eat.
0: Dude. That's like the That's goaded. I mean,
1: people like that, they deserve the world. So yeah. He him and his wife, they they run the restaurant and it's like some of the most authentic
0: Mediterranean, Middle Eastern type of food you'll you'll ever eat in Cincinnati. Yeah. Ben, thank you so much for being willing to just sit here in a park with a stranger that you don't know. I Dude, really no appreciate you're no it. You're no longer a stranger. No longer stranger. I appreciate it. it. Yeah. Um, but this has been a great time. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Feel free to check out his page at explore.cincinnati. Um, uh, ben, do you have anything you want to say before you go?
1: Before I go, I just want to say one more time. Thank you, Noah. I appreciate <laughs> you, man.
0: Well, um, if you enjoy this episode, feel free to check out the other episodes. I'm trying to upload every other week for this year. Um, This episode is coming a week late, but that means I'll be doing two Saturdays in a row.